It's November 12th, 2020, and you're listening to the Architecture Geeks podcast. I'm Larry. And I'm Matthew. And we're your friendly neighborhood architects being geeky as we want to be. Welcome back, everyone. I hope some of you who've been listening have been able to find the architecturegeeks.com website and start checking things out, as well as the ArchGeeks podcast Instagram. There's been a few posts in both. Uh, Matthew has to start, I guess, getting caught up on previous posts. Is that the way to put that? Yeah, yes, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting caught up on the, the, the physical writing of, of all of our previous 30 plus episodes that we've done so far. Yeah. The, uh, the way, the way this things have been set up, we've been, we have a site that actually hosts the podcast, but they've all been posted onto my spotadogarchitecture.com website. So that's where all the history is. So now we actually have to get all of them onto the architecturegeeks.com site, which means basically creating them, creating a post for every single one. So as Matthew said, we've got, I think today marks our 30th podcast for the year, which is just mind-boggling to me. But Matthew has to go back and start kind of filling all of those in. So if you've been to the site, keep coming back because you'll start to see more and more pop up over time. And um, it'll give Matthew something fun to do over the the Christmas break, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Between between that and chasing... Two wild two-year-olds around the house. Yeah, that that uh, that should sum up my Christmas break, I guess. Yeah, that's that sounds about right. I I would think that 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 would keep you you and Faye both both pretty busy. Just just the chasing around part, much less the you having to do the do the website updating. But if you found the podcast, if you found the website, you know that it, it's hard not to get the impression that Matt and I are really just a couple of geeks. I mean, we're architects, but for the most part, we are pretty geeky. And I think most architects would freely admit that in spite of the design and architecture and artist part of being an architect, that at heart, most architects are pretty geeky. It's even, even in the tagline of the podcast, your friendly neighborhood architects being geeky as they want to be. Yeah. And even though we're 30 plus episodes in at this point, I feel like the topic of our geekiness should have been one of our intro episodes rather than 30 in, especially since we did just label ourselves as architecture geeks. But in case you haven't guessed by now, we do get excited about some unusual things. Construction details come to mind. You can completely geek out over cabinet details or, or staircase details. I know I have just in the course of the cotton gin. And it sounds a little odd, but you know, there it is. We just can't get away from it. It's a hazard both on and off the job, as I know we've mentioned before on the podcast. Oh yeah, it's it's definitely the hazard, I think, of the job is that you just you you can easily get get down that that rabbit hole of detailing. I know that for one of the projects years ago, we did a ton of millwork and paneling for this one apartment. There's a 5,000 square foot apartment. And I had the best time. I mean, it was so much fun to, to go through and do all that detailing. And part of me says there's something something wrong with me for that. But 
but you know, thinking about this podcast, I was like, what is it that really kind of geeks me out and and that I get really sort of really into? And I, I asked James when we were out for a walk the other day. I said, what what is it? What do I get kind of geeky about? And one of the things he mentioned was sort of movies and television shows. And I thought, well, yeah, that's probably true because there there have been a few things where I've like, oh my gosh, James, you have to watch this show. It's so good. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. And he will eventually. And of course, you can't deny that it's a good show. But but more than that, I think, and if you've if you know me well enough, that that my big geek out thing lately has been Legos and all the architecture sets, all the little things. I think I have a, a Mini Cooper. And then for our anniversary, James bought me. It's a Lego piano. And it's like 3,600 pieces. There's a 154-page booklet. I think there's like 21 individual steps that are required to complete this thing. And I'm like completely excited about it. I mean, I'm like, I'm on step number 10 now. And to, to make things even better, the piano plays. So, I mean, I, you know, the, the geek in me is like, oh my God, just how cool is that? This is just the coolest thing ever. And I'm like, wow, yeah, that, that's kind of geeky. Definitely geeky. Yeah, and I would definitely say mine geekiness tends to trend a bit more towards the technology side of things. I read medical and science journals for fun with the occasional building science articles in there. But keeping up with the latest in science and, and medicine, I feel like helps me stay current with architecture. You'd actually be surprised with the the amount of crossover that you can get between all of them. I was reading an article the other day that was talking about Elon Musk and Tesla's attempt to integrate an electric car's battery into the frame of a new prototype car. And I thought about how there was some additional research being done on turning bricks into batteries and how the same concept was being applied in the architecture industry. So you'd essentially have an entire wall of bricks that also turned out to be the batteries that you could store solar panels or or whatever other electricity you're you're getting from renewable uh, renewable sources and as for the building science articles i'd say i'm doing it for fun but it's also important for our jobs as architects to keep on top of these things which architects do most of the time anyway but you know who reads who reads the medical journals for fun Uh, oh yeah that that was the one thing that that when I found out that you read medical journals, I'm like, okay, I guess that's that's fun. I mean, I, most architects have a hard enough time reading the building articles because you know we, some of us feel like, okay, well, I'm going to have to because I've got to meet my continuing education credits. But but medical journals, I'm like, wow, okay, well, well, that's a that's a thing for Matt. But you know, go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and like any good geek, I, I'm sure this applies to both of us. But I can get involved into one-sided, in-depth conversations with anyone about topics that we find fascinating, and and the person you're talking to will just most likely glaze over and 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 just kind of nod and smile, and and. I and over the course of the conversation, I don't realize that we've gone down the, the the geek rabbit hole, and it does make for some awkward conversations. Just because we really don't mean to be so, I guess overwhelming is the the polite term in casual in casual conversation, but it just happens on from time to time. 
see our episodes where we contrast, compare and contrast the benefits of solar panels and rain barrels. I honestly think that was as geeky as Larry really let me get on the podcast, mainly to save our listeners from the hour long discussion that we could have had. But I think I think that's I think that's as far as <laughs> most people would tolerate it. Yeah, there was there definitely was that moment when we were recording and, and I was thinking, my gosh, we could go on about this for probably the next hour and a half to two hours because there were so many avenues to go down. And of course, like you said, it's like we're having conversations with people and we think, yeah, I'm far more interested in this than they are. So, so maybe kind of, kind of cut it back. But in spite of all that, I've never really thought of myself as that much of a geek. I mean, I, I realize I am. I realize that's just part of the nature of this profession. But I had this sort of aha moment a few few weeks ago when all of a sudden I got really wrapped up in my mom's electric bills. And and to give you a little bit of background, I handle all of the, the bills for my mom. Um, she's at a point in her life where, you know, she she's gets around fine and everything's good, but not always on top of things when it comes to, to that sort of stuff. So I've been handling all of her bills and that means her utilities. And lately I, I kept seeing that, you know, her electric bills were going up and I'm like, okay, there's something going on here. And it really started me what I, down what I think of as sort of the geek highway, just trying to figure out what was wrong or at least, you know, why her power usage was so high. And to, and to give you an example of that, Last month, or the last bill James and I had for our power, we had used 745 kilowatts, which isn't bad. I mean, there's two of us. We're working from home. We're here all day. We're in 1,700 square feet. And especially during the summer, the AC set on 73. So, you know, I mean, honestly, 745 kilowatts wasn't bad. Now, compare that to my mom's, where she's in a 900-square-foot apartment, and her last bill she used over 2,700 kilowatts. And I'm like, oh my gosh, now I, I, well, like what the hell is going on here? Because that starts adding, adding up to really, really pricey bill. And I don't deal with that stuff at home. You know, I had to ask James to, to pull the last two electric bills just so I could have something to compare her bill to. And in the past, I reviewed power plans for her so that I could see, you know, what's going to be the best, you know, price per kilowatt hour, all that sort of stuff. But I've never looked at them at home. So for me, this is something kind of new to do. And I don't know, is, 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 is that something that like you do? I mean, do you ever look at that stuff at home? So I haven't broken down the numbers in that depth, Minor nerd comes knocking at night after the kids go to bed and I have some quiet time around the house as I'm washing bottles or doing dishes. My mind tends to wander a bit and I start thinking about water usage and how it's one of the most important aspects of my house. And, and from there, I'll start trying to figure out how to use the latest technology and, and other strategies to take the house off the water and electric grid. And as it turns out, I was able to use existing tech to design a system that does both. The only thing that our house would need from the city is a sanitary sewer line. It's actually a pretty cool little system, but let's revisit that electric usage because it definitely sounds like something I could get into. <laughs> well, so the the off the grid stuff that you talked about is, is something that honestly would never have occurred to me, but yeah, I think you would be completely 
completely tuned into the whole electric usage thing because obviously because I I got into it I you know I, I called her you know, called the power company first her provider first and there wasn't anything weird there so I called Encore who handles the actual you know power distribution and I got the rep on the phone and I, I will say she was so patient with me. And and it was so nice, and I'm I'm hoping I was probably one of her better phone calls because I wasn't actually yelling at her about anything. So we we're just trying to you know work out what's going on with this. And I was like, okay, could it be that she's got a bad meter because they're all smart meters? And apparently, no, they had had it tested back in January, but we could have it tested again if we needed to. I'm like, okay, fine. And I thought, well, maybe something at the apartment complex is tied into her power as well, which isn't likely. But we did have ten, not tenants. We had clients in the past who, in their apartment in New York, they ran a new 400 amp service, and they had to bring this this power up from the basement of the building up to their floor. And they found out about a year later that other apartment owners had started tapping into their 400 amp line to increase their own power. So you know that does stuff does happen, but but the again the reps have you know probably not likely. And then she pointed me toward this site called Smart Meter Texas, where I could actually pull up energy data for my mom's apartment. And I had no idea that that even existed. Not a clue. I, I, I do get weekly updates from her service provider, from Reliant Energy, that shows her weekly usage updates. So, so it's, you can see that by the day how you know, power is getting used, but it wasn't really very detailed. On the other hand, the Smart Meter Texas site broke the usage down into 15 minute intervals. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is just great. And I'm sure the rep was probably muting herself to keep from giggling aloud, you know, and me hearing it. But I I probably sounded like the biggest nerd on the phone with her flipping out over the, uh, over the, the way the data was being presented. I was going to say, I'll bet that's where your, your, your inner geek kicked in because Wow, that's that's pretty cool. 15 minute intervals. I I know that's where you really grab my attention. That just just you can break it down into into that short a time span. At that and and the visual representation uh via the graphs uh, for every day of the month. I didn't know that energy companies were getting that much information out of our electric meters. That seems to me like it would be both really cool and kind of creepy if you Stop and think about all the information you can get from a spreadsheet or a graph like that. Completely creepy. It's it's it is in some ways it's it's almost alarming because they can they can dial in that kind of information. And at the same time, it was really great because I could start to see when you know, what time of day did her power usage kick up and you know what were there these there were you look at the random spikes and think okay maybe that's when she turned on the the oven or the washer and dryer or you know something's going on and if and if you go to the arch geeks pod uh, podcast instagram you'll see i actually posted a picture of one of the graphs so you can see what what it really looks like but i was just fascinated cuz cuz you could not only could you have the graphs there on the website. You could actually download the raw data into Excel and in Excel create your own graphs. Not that I knew how to do it. So I reached out to my, you know, cohort geek James, who was all about the Excel person, and actually had him come in and and, and you know, hey, hey honey, can you show me how to create a graph in this? And he's like, oh yeah, you just click here and click here. It was just like 
being the inner part of him came out and, and suddenly, you know, I mean, we could have done all sorts of stuff with the data, but I just wanted a graph. So it was, it was really kind of cool. And, and it's nice to have it around. So, so being able to look at that and see where like, sometimes it'd be late at night and, and suddenly the power would spike. And I'm like, okay, that's where she's probably turned the heat on because she got cold. And sometimes really late at night, I'm thinking she's potentially sleepwalking and turning the heat up. So part of me says, you know, this looking at all this data and, and the geek part of me says, okay, how do we figure this out? What do we do that, that would actually make things better? And my best solution I could come up with is like, okay, well, you know what? She's in a regular apartment with a regular thermostat. We need to get her a Nest thermostat and something that, that we can really control the power. So if she does get up in the middle of the night, you know, and, and turns on the heat, she can't raise it to a level that would really increase the power usage. And, and so all of a sudden now it's, it's because, as we said, we're, we're super geeky. I'm suddenly going down the rabbit hole of, okay, what's the best digital thermostat? And, okay, I've got to get Wi-Fi for her. And, okay, I've got to go where I'm like, I'm, I'm suddenly I'm, I'm running straight down geek highway about, you know, suddenly having to do this thermostat. And I was just like, oh, wow, when did, when did this happen to me? <laughs> I, just, I just couldn't believe, like, yep, yep, you're definitely a geek. There's no question about it whatsoever. And, yeah, and... <laughs> Don't laugh at me. <laughs> no. <laughs> but after you install the, 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 the Nest thermostat, that also means you got to get some Wi-Fi at her place. But it seems to me like that's a whole other... Geeks, geek squad that you need to get involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's that's going to be de- definitely a a geek moment happening at her apartment. But but yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things that yeah, I, I just never never thought in a million years that I would get so excited about this. But but I think we just can't help ourselves. I think that's just who we are and who we're going to be. So. So hopefully I can get all this figured out and maybe in a podcast, maybe a month or so down the road, we can kind of come back and revisit this and I can talk to you about, okay, here's what's going on with your energy usage. Here's what we figured out and, and sort of give you kind of a, a wrap up of, of everything that you know has sort of come out of this and, and maybe post actually post some additional information to the Arch Geeks podcast Instagram page. But in the meantime, we are going to dig ourselves out of the rabbit hole a little bit and let you guys go for the day. We appreciate you listening. And of course, if you want to, want to reach me, you can always reach me at Spotted Dog Arch on Instagram and Twitter, or my website, Spotted Architect, Spotted Architecture, SpottedDogArchitecture.com. Wow. And and you can find me at Arch Geek Matt on Twitter, and you can also visit our website at Architecture architecturegeeks.com and you can find us on instagram at archgeeks podcast so again thanks thank you guys for listening and we'll see you guys next time bye bye guys